good. Stephen Jack Butella here. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land uh, real estate investment talk. Today, I'm interviewing uh, Dan Vanderven and his partner, who I didn't. I'm sorry, I did. This is a pleasant surprise. I didn't know we were going to have two people here. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, Dan Vanderven, and then this is Emily Vanderven, and we run uh, own some land. So. Uh, Steve, uh, Jack, you had reached out to ask me to be on this and I just let you guys know, Hey, um, even though I'm the, the face you see, I'm not the reason we do so well. So that's why I brought her <laughs> along. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I understand that completely. You know, Jill, I take it, you know, I'm sure I, well, uh, who's the Jack and who's the Jill in your, uh, in your group, or do you guys mingle it all up? Well, I'm definitely the Jack. She's definitely the Jill. So we don't, we, uh, it's pretty clear. I run the data and she handles people because it's, it seems to work better that way. Yeah. <laughs> Did it take a while to get to that place? Cause Jill and I crossed paths and crossed wires for probably at least a year before we figured out who we are. Uh, actually, Jack, that's funny you say that. I was not involved in the business for about, what was it, a year and a half, Dan? Uh, probably the first year. Year? Yeah. Yeah. Some funny stories there when I uh, wiggled my way in, uh, you know, trying to learn the ropes. We'll get to those later if we have time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love to hear about it because I really think that you represent um, a lot of people that, you know, what what Jill and I have, what I've noticed over the years is that people come to us in with a partner and, you know, that's not something that we intended at all. So actually I'd love to hear that story. Like, you know, how did you, You know, I'm sure that what Dan, you failed for a year and a half on your own, and then she stepped in and saved you. <laughs> I mean, well, if you just want to cut right to the chase, you go. <laughs> no, uh, uh, similar. I wouldn't say failing, but um, we certainly weren't hitting the numbers that I thought we would be. And so uh, we had sold another business before this. Uh, we dumped kind of uh, everything into land. Uh, to, to backtrack how we actually found you guys, in 2014, I took a real estate course about delinquent mortgages, and I stayed in that community, and then you guys did a, uh, it was like a symposium for Scott Carson. Oh, yeah. And wow. so it That's came down, yeah, it came down to uh, about three years now, it came down to this or storage units. And I just thought the way you guys laid it out there, as far as the simplicity, you know, it's simple, but not easy concept. This just drew me to land. And then you're right. After about a year of beating my head against the wall and trying to do everything, this one over here, who's, I always think, of course, I'm better at sales than she is. uh, She was like, Hey, you know, I can start calling some people and uh, her very first phone call, uh, (laughs) She just gets on the phone. I said, hey, can you call this person and offer them X amount of dollars? See what they'll take. So Emily picks up the phone and she's got years of sales experience, uh, more than I do. And she picks up the phone. Oh, wait. I was so focused on the task at hand. And and I was quite quite rusty at that point. Uh, You know, and I was was pretty nervous. You know, my first phone call, like, oh my gosh, what do I say? Do I I talk like them or do... (laughs) Do I, do I speak with a Southern twang? What if they have an, you know, an accent I don't understand or she threw all that out the me. She just picked up the phone and said, yeah. hi, this is Emily from Lonesome Land. Uh, so what do you want for your property? 
<laughs> no warm up, no how you doing, just straight to the point. <laughs> so that's when she got plugged in and started listening to a lot of you guys, your stuff, and especially Jill. And uh, she asked me, I asked her when we were doing about to do this, I said, do you want to do it? And she said, well, when we were supposed to do this yesterday, she said, I can't do it. I have an appointment. But if there's one thing I'll tell you, just let them know that whatever Jill says is right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Jeez. I'm glad she's not here to hear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in that one specific deal? Did it, did it happen the way you wanted? I actually I don't, don't think it was remember, yeah. at that, after that point, it wasn't memorable. So clearly I don't believe anything we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just had yeah. to get over, uh, you know, get over the fact that you probably know more about all of this than the seller does. Right. The practicing too was, I actually had a lot of fun, you know, really just getting to know all the people I talked to. You have to like talking to people, you know, or teach someone or find someone that likes talking to people for you. (laughs) I mean, that was my next question because that's not what I enjoy doing in my regular work day. So you know, you truly like, cause Jill truly does. Uh, she talks to her, the people who report to her in the land companies and just everybody who works with us and, and uh, the sellers, she's just on the phone all day. So, and I know she enjoys it. Are you the same way? You really just, does it fill up your work day? It can. Yeah. I'm, I'm consistently, I'm, I'm on the phone quite a bit. I mean, I would say five times longer than Dan would be. Because he's in the background, you know, I send things to him to be approved, uh, to be priced. I let him be the decision maker on what we're going to purchase for. Uh, You know, we have our specific roles and I I really do enjoy, you know, finding out about the history of the land and how they acquired it. And, you know, just the story of these small towns is really neat. Meanwhile, I'm just like, get off the phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just, he just wants to get it done. Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. I just don't, I just think there's something better. I'm, I'm more effective at something, uh, at other stuff than just talking on the phone. So yeah, it's great. Are you guys both full time? I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, yes, but we, I wouldn't call either of us full time because of the hours that we work. Yeah. The one thing that I love that I've really enjoyed about this is that everything can be outsourced, you know, and you and you and Jill have done a good job. And and I think it was, there was a spreadsheet that you guys had and it had all the columns of all the things you should be doing. And then all the things you should be outsourcing. And when it comes down to it, um, we figured out early on, you can flip land or you can build a land flipping business. And so outsourcing and building a land flipping business. I mean, she's on the phone when she talks about being on the phone all day, she might be on the phone all day, but she's also doing it while she's at the barn riding horses or whatever we're doing in the day. So I, I, I think sometimes people get this misconception that you have to be on the phone or in front of the computer for six, seven, eight hours a day. And this, this model just knocks that, Completely, uh, it just completely um, eliminates that stereotype. Yeah, for everybody, for everybody who's listening, uh, Dan's talking about a file that you receive as a member called Equity Planner, where you kind of plan out 
are, it was the tool that I created for myself a lot of years ago and now sharing with everybody else, kind of plan out your career and how you want it to go. And I'm glad to hear that it uh, made sense to you. Um, the very newest version of equity planner. Um, I, I took that exact model that you're talking about. And then I, people were having trouble seeing it the way I saw it, which is sort of like a downflow chart. Yeah. yeah. And I made it ver uh, horizontal and then, and then a, uh, a calendar so that it's to say all the same thing. It's just, look, you, you need to spend three or four hours a day at this, maybe max once it's all in place. Uh, and you know, then really jam it forward and the stuff changes. I mean, there's always fires to put out and deals to put back together that fall apart. But in general, I'm glad that I'm glad that's where that's a long way of saying I'm really glad it's working out for you guys. Yeah. And it's there, of course, there's always, um, there's always hiccups and nothing's perfect. Absolutely. But for this business type, if you're looking to actually live a life, I, I've had other businesses and I can think of no other that yeah. treats your life the way this business treats you. If you let me too. Is there anything that you're um, trying to get over right now? Any kind of speed bump or something you didn't anticipate? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're, I already know what hers is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm in the process. <laughs> I mean, the beginning stages of looking for someone to replace me. And that's, it's hard to, you know, in my nature, I'm, I'm a control freak. It's hard to let go, but if I really want to get to the next step and streamline all the processes I currently already have in place and, and, you know, grow, I'm going to have to do that. So I have to let go. That was one of the most difficult things that uh, in growing this business or anything that I've done professionally at all was getting over the fact that I need somebody else directly below me or however you want to see it. To, to work with me directly, not uh, through somebody else. And then to accept the fact that they're probably going to do it maybe half as well as I think I could do it myself. Exactly. Yeah. And that's given. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say giving up that control is, um, you know, I think that's a lot of ego. <laughs> At least it was for me. And, uh, you know, I, I just had to brainwash myself. You know, I read uh, E-Myth, Who Not How, um, what is it, How to Work Less and Make More by Lon Grant, Ron LeGrand. Had to, I really had to make myself believe that other people can do this stuff. And then I started thinking, well, two years ago, maybe for some people, six months, three months ago, you didn't really, you didn't know land existed. And now all of a sudden I think I'm the greatest at it. <laughs> so I figured, well, if I can figure this stuff out, I'm nothing special. I can, if I can, if it's learnable, it's teachable. And so that's where we went on this quest of just, let's start knocking out all these tasks. And I thought she would be the one to be like, great, go ahead and take all my work. But she actually loves being on the phone with these people so much. She's, she's struggling with that now. Whereas me, I don't care. I just want everything off my plate. It's true. There is so much talent out there though. There really is. I mean, even just our down to, and, and this may, may be getting a little bit further into the business, but, you know, where we specifically purchase land, soil scientists, surveyors, um, nice. you know, and the nitty gritty, you know, the complicated stuff, our realtors that we work through, you know, whether you choose to work through a realtor or not, 
you know, in this in the state or, or county that you choose to work in, those people are just I, I couldn't do my business without them. And I love building those relationships. We have a, a virtual assistant that helps us. But that one last piece of the puzzle is what's holding me back. Um, you know, I, I really focused in on what you and Jill have taught us about the five A's now. I, I, I recently um, learned about the last A, the alive. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, yeah. You know, that's so important because, uh, you know, are the owners alive and uh, are they able to sign? You know, a lot of these these land pieces of, of land are, are handed down through generations and Sometimes you can't even touch the parcels, you know? Yep. So that was actually kind of my next question. So you're going to replace yourself. Are you going to, are you going to try to replace yourself entirely? Or are there one or two things that you're going to keep like talking to a seller that you think you're, you're, you're that you enjoy and that you're, you think you are going to keep, uh, keep doing? I think the negotiation part will be given to someone else who is more skilled than I. Absolutely. All right. So that's great. I mean, I, Jill got a transaction coordinator about three years ago. Uh, her name's Jan and she's still, she's, they get along smashingly and she took away all the stuff that Jill really didn't ever want to do, which is trying to find a real estate agent on the sell side or, uh, yes. you know, processing the, pro, uh, the deal through escrow or, or all that stuff. So, but she still talks to the seller. She still wants to do the deal herself. So mm. Uh, I doubt, I doubt she'll ever give that up. Yeah. She, she just loves, she loves getting to know people and finding out their dog's name and you know, how many exactly what they have. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's just their nature. You know, I'm done after module four, probably like you, Dan, like, and I was just explaining this to somebody when the mail goes out, I'm done. And there's once in a while she'll come back to me at the end of a deal and she'll say, it's usually it's all through Airtable. We don't really sit down and talk about it, you know, for, to, to, to establish a sales price, not an acquisition price. She usually does that herself almost always, but to establish a sale price. And then when we get offers in for just for me to look at it and say, is this going to work? And that's about it. And yeah. I, I'll tell you, we've kind of found our Zen there. It's not, we don't work together too much, uh, but for the stuff that's really important, we keep doing it for some reason. We can yeah. relate to that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we've accidentally ended up in a very similar situation, not by design, but just naturally we we keep ourselves separate. Mm -hmm. So we don't step on each other's toes. I'm not going to go in her office and tell her how to how to evaluate the access or something, you know. That does not mean that I don't come to you once in a while and say, oh, hey, sure, listen, yeah. I'm stuck on this. I need your opinion. What do you think about this? Because, you know, you can get too into a parcel where really it's just obvious. You go through the five A's. Okay, well, the access is too complicated. You got to walk away, you know? So I think keeping- And Jill, phrase, Jill phrases it like this. How bad do you want to do this deal? <laughs> That's when I know question. I'm like, now, now I know it's like, down. you know what? She's done. She's done with it. And it might be really profitable, but it's got some, you know, real serious flaw that we, that wasn't obvious in the beginning, like access. Yeah. It helps to keep it separate. Um, also because 
you can easily get pulled back in. You can easily, you know, now we've got emails coming in on our phones. There's any way to get in touch with people. So mm -hmm. if you don't keep those things separate, you just end up working all day. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm lazy, I guess, you know, that's the title of the show. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't control it, it's going to control you. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do really enjoy in the evening, you know, when we're having dinner, talking about a parcel, you know, that I found or that I'm excited about. And it, it's hard to turn it off. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I don't know what happens in uh, between the two of you, but we don't talk about the great deals ever anymore. We really never did. The great easy deals that generate six digits profit. It's very, very rarely talked about, but every, I don't know, every fifth or sixth or eighth deal, it doesn't matter the numbers. It's yeah. there's something, something wrong with it that we all have to focus on it. It's like, we all have kids that we really like and children that maybe not so much. And that's what <laughs> <laughs> As, as non-parents, we get to choose the ones we like too. You know? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so what's it really like to work with your spouse? Yeah. Give us some dirt because it's not all peaches and cream uh, over here. I'll tell you that. Man, I tell you, there's, um, I, yeah, I would say the only thing that drives me nuts about her is, is I'm very organized. You look at my inbox right now. I think it's empty. Hers has like 94,000 emails in it. <laughs> Well, that's, it's pretty easy to not ever look in her inbox again. <laughs> so, uh, other than that though, like, um, if there's a deal, you know, we're very, Emily and I are the very type, the type that like we have, uh, we have a shared calendar and we share a vehicle. We've always had just one vehicle. Now I think after 10 years now, we're going to break that that um tradition but if we have a calendar a shared calendar if the item or the activity you want to do that day requires a vehicle and you didn't put on the calendar guess what you're out your sol mm -hmm. so we're very Not that our real estate uh you know business involves driving anywhere whatsoever uh but. so it makes it easy when it's very cut and dry very black and white like hey you do, if it's not this way, then we go this route or, so we don't really, um, we don't leave too much gray area in there because again, we stay on each other's separate side of the business. However, I would definitely say organization. And then because my ego, uh, if I hear her phone calls, it's easy to pick up on the things that I would have said or and so we'll butt heads that way. I'll tell her, Oh, you should have said this. And she's like, I hey, just shut up. I got the deal done. Yeah. And I just kind of <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you how it works with us. We do have a shared calendar and we started doing that about around 2015 or 16. And it's just life-changing for us in a positive way. Uh, it's not, I have my calendar. She's got her calendar. I don't know how it works with you guys, but we can invite each other to see whatever that we, we want the other person to see. And we, everything's in there, everything socially, everything professionally. I know we, a week or two weeks or three weeks in advance if she's got some social thing planned that she expects me to, to be there. So it cuts cut down the bickering to an absolute minimum about scheduling. So that's fantastic. We yeah. don't, um, I'll tell you what, we can't, can't, for the reason you just said, we don't work within earshot of each other. And if there's something that's really wrong or really great, we'll talk. But in, the, in general, we don't, we don't talk uh, at all. 
That's a good idea. Yeah. Our offices, um, we have a Jack and Jill, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have our offices in those rooms and I've always said I should move mine to the backyard. Yep. <laughs> and that's when we started out, it was, we were in different zip codes cause it was just, uh, we just had a different way of doing things. You know, the thing about Jill and I is that we both want to go to the same place, but how we individually, uh, get there on a day-to-day basis or try to get there. It's very different. Absolutely. And there's n- one way is not right or wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm completely convinced we're better together uh, than we would be on our own, but it's just, there's a, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole psychology to working with your spouse that I'll tell you, it either works or it doesn't, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. We've been fortunate. <laughs> uh, all of our businesses in the past, we've kept very separate and um, we don't, We've never really stepped on our, each other's toes in that sense. But this business, um, it just made so much sense for her to come on board. And then once you start, once you actually sit down and you, you put pen to paper and you write out, what am I doing every day? Yep. And what can other people do that I'm doing? And you just start to break those down. Uh, I think it becomes very easy to recognize that there's a lot of this business you don't need to be doing. And I'm way, I've learned that, of course, in the beginning, I think it was a little bumpier. Um, We talked about some of the sales things and I just had to really up her, get her up to speed on the lingo, you know, go through the course a couple of times and you pretty much got 90% of the words down that you need. And so that's what she did. And it takes time, but gosh, we're light years ahead of where we would have been without her. Fantastic. I'm really glad it's working for you guys. Can you share some numbers with us? Uh, certainly please don't share where, where you're buying and selling land at all, but you know, typical, what does a typical deal look like? You know, how many deals have you done this year? Do you want to do this year? Anything like that would be great. Um, I don't know how many this year. Maybe total. Total. I think we've done now 50, almost 50 deals. It's a little hard to tell because some of the deals mm-hmm. will buy and subdivide and then you sell them as more, but I somewhere around 50. Um, we are at, as of June 1st, I think we'll be somewhere around a half million in revenue. Uh, so right now, as far as our actual, our average deal value, I think we're revenue is somewhere around 30,000 a deal. Um, I did just go through our numbers for the, our entire business career with land and we have an, uh, 86% return on investment in 56 days. So Impressive. I used to look at those numbers a lot. I used to hyper-focus over the yield, the Mallory yield and the numbers. And then I kind of backed off that and said, let's wait a couple of years and see what the macro uh, version of this looks like. And sure enough, either it's hard to, it's hard to not believe this is going to keep working <laughs> or that it's a fluke when you, when you're pulling those types of numbers and it's not to brag about me or her, or our business, that's just kind of standard for what you've trained us to, to get used to, to making. And we pass on a lot of deals. Um, if it's, if it's not going to make us 15, 10, 15 grand, I'm not above stepping past $10,000, but it's going to be difficult. We're not going to do it. Right. How bad do you want to do the deal? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you've got, a plan, which is great. You know, that's so many people don't sit down. That's what the equity planner is for. So many people don't sit down and say, this is what we want. 
you know, and I'll tell you, our, it changes all the time. So yes. now we are, it's just, it, it's always increasing every year. We do fewer deals, deals every single year and make more money. So there's just more profitable without crossing that threshold. When you get into the two to three to $400,000 sale price for a property, everything changes in my opinion. The, the type of buyer that buys it, it changes. They want, there's usually financing involved. It might be an institutional buyer. But if you're in our sweet spot right now is buy for 20 or 30, or maybe even a little less and sell for you know, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120. And our buyers always have cash. They seem to have cash for the right property for that. And it's not, a, it sells itself. So, and next year it'll probably be 150,000 on the top side. I don't know. Yeah, the, right now we're seeing a lot of the in for 30 to 40 out for 100 to 125 mm -hmm. range. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. You only need to do 10 of those a year, 10 or 15 a year, and you're, you know, you're making a million and a half dollars net. So that's always been our thing, but we always make around 2 million bucks a year. Uh, or, you know, between let's say 800 to 900,000 and like two and a half million a year net. And I, you know, I could sit down, I could probably plan it out and double that, but why? Yeah. It just seems like that's where we want to be. <laughs> yeah. You get to a certain point, uh, at least in our, in our experience to where it's more important to just go out and, you know, I like to golf. She likes to ride horses. We like oh to God. travel, you know, it's yes. not. Yeah, you don't. I think a lot of people get into business thinking that we're supposed to slave away all day and this thing's supposed to control you. And I've just learned and it's taken me a lot of errors and we've, we've lost businesses, we've lost money, but we've learned that you want to live a life, you better find something that you can um, that you can outsource and, and essentially give away the task and treat your business. Your business is something that's a breathing entity that we look at it that feeds our household yeah and so why am i going to slave away at that thing i'd rather just let it feed my household <laughs> exactly you know i'm from the midwest and suffering is part of life that's just how, yeah. how people are raised there and <laughs> I, I moved uh moved to arizona in the early 90s right after after uh, college and whew, it's just a different environment and then we spent five or six years in California, a totally different environment. Like, why are you work at all? Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you come from that. We come from Western New York. Um, oh, geez. Uh, same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not much different where if you're not swinging a hammer for 70 hours a week, you're lazy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's okay. But in our, in our vision of life, that wasn't what we were, we were hoping for. So Again, this this business um, has been it's been great not only financially but just uh, for our relationship. I mean, it's so it's fun. We get, we I get to work with my best friend every day. Like who yeah. who gets to do that? Exactly. <laughs> and then and at three o'clock, if you want to be done, you're done. It's it's yeah. good. Yeah. So I you know I've been doing this show long enough. I know what the comments are going to be after this airs. This is going to air uh, next week Wednesday, by the way. Okay. Just so you know. The comments on YouTube and the comments that we're going to get on email are, there you guys go again. You uh, made it sound easy. I'm sure it's not this easy. You know, you, you chose, meaning me, chose two people that are having an incredible amount of success. And thanks a lot, because now I learned nothing. All I learned was that 
it really works for those guys. <laughs> so can you Open give us a, arms. <laughs> <laughs> can you give us a, some inside insight, both of you guys on like, you know, we know you're successful, but why? What are the things that you had to overcome to get there? And like, just some like street talk about it, I, I, should, I should say. Oh yeah, go, you jump in. I'll, I'll start. Uh, my skills on the phone at first, uh, we mentioned that earlier, they were, you know, I, I was used to meeting someone um, in person and selling them something. So you take, you're not selling them something anymore. You're, you're giving them what they want. They're, they're selling you their property. You know, it, it's the flipped the other way. And I had to really get over that. They want my money for their property. And it was a, a huge mind block for me. And I really had to just relax and say to myself, it's just a conversation, you know, make it simple. Like, hi, my name's Emily. I'm from Western New York originally. And Dan and I buy and sell land all over the U.S., and uh, you clearly got one of our mailers. Nice. You know, let's let's talk about your parcel. You know, and and they love talk. People love talking about themselves. I won't deny. I like to talk about <laughs> myself sometimes. And people love to talk about themselves. And and it's just a really just a conversation. You know, with somebody that lives around the way and like a neighbor. You know. So that's. So that's a lot of the struggle that she goes by. But as far as the struggle, like that's your day to day. Sure. But, but they want to know, you know, people want to. For the people that are watching, like how, what, why are these guys so special? We're not. Yeah. Um, the, the hurdles we had to overcome. Gosh, uh, we've been, we toyed with business. So we cut our teeth in, in business, quote unquote, in uh, multi-level marketing. <laughs> we were terrible, Jack. <laughs> I think I made more money in tax write-offs than I ever made from actual commissions. Like, but what we learned there are a lot of sales skills, and we we would literally just brainwash ourselves with Jim Rohn tapes and all these all these business-minded thinkers um, that we just thought were worth following, and so. Getting to this point, you know, I always say it's simple, but not easy. And we brought five or six of our friends on to show them this, because that's another thing. If you want to fund deals, you know, instead of going into these forums and just saying, hey, I've got money, go help some people figure out how to find deals and guess who they're going to ask for money. Yeah. And so one of the tr one of the things that I realized the mistakes I made when helping one of my friends is I made him believe that this was uh, simple and easy. And there's a lot of things that come with learning and, and getting to the kind of the point where we just, where we're comfortable with investing back into our business and applying the skills that we've learned. So to get here, I mean, uh, we vote, we had a mattress store that failed, yep. lost, what was it, 30 some 30, thousand on that. I ran a garbage can cleaning company for like three years. I thought I'd hire somebody in six months. I ended up cleaning garbage cans for three years. I worked in the solar industry. Yeah. And, and so all these um, experiences uh, in sales and in business 
and a lot of failures. Uh, I tried to start an app one time and lost thousands of dollars. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a great uh, quote of something like millionaires risk thousands, billionaires risk millions and broke people risk nothing. So we've just been making calculated risks. We're not from money. Uh, we're not from well-educated families. I think I might be the first one to have a degree. I don't know. Um, we come from that Midwest families where struggling is a fact of life. And so we just fail forward. Yeah, and we, we, we always surround ourselves with, if you want to be, we want to be like Jack and Jill, right? Not, not literally, <laughs> but uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the lifestyle of course is what I think, you know, most people are uh, attracted to. And so how are you going to accomplish those things without surrounding yourself uh, with those people? And one of the beauties that I think are one of the, the biggest values that you guys offer with Land Academy and for the people that are looking at this thing and, oh, great, they can do it. Um, what's that mean for me? Well, go to Land Academy Forum and just start reading. Ask a question and see how fast somebody responds. People want to help you. Yeah. And, and failing forward, saying that, I mean, it's just so true. We, we're just learning as we go, just like everybody else. But the tools you guys provided us, yeah, it, it, it's, it makes it simple so that anyone can do it. You have to send the mail. We know this. It's a numbers game. You have to send the mail. But you're learning as you go. And there's a whole network that can support you. And you're going to fail and you're going to lose deals, but you're going to get some really awesome deals too. You guys fit the Land Academy profile perfectly. Uh, we, there's only, there's a reason there's only a few hundred land Academy members and, and there only ever will be a few hundred. Um, you have had previous businesses that you're dissatisfied with and, uh, you're not afraid to work and you know, it's going to cost some money. And so that's very, very hard for many, many people to digest any one of those things. And all of them together is pretty unusual. So you guys are unusual and I'm, I'm glad this is working for you. You know, I, um, every time we teach, you know, we teach this class called career path where we help people basically add a zero to, to what they're, all, what they're making already. And it's, it's very hard to communicate to somebody if they're missing one of those things and look, all you got to do is change this one thing. And, and it's, it, people receive it differently. It just clearly makes sense to you guys. And it's always made sense to me. So I'm really, I'm very glad you guys are having, uh, it, it, I'm glad the pro program's working for you and I'm glad you're working together. Like it, I'm really, I wish Joe could have made it today. Uh, we'll, we'll air this thing, but I, I'm going to get you back in the schedule. So all four of us can talk about working with your spouse. Cause I just think it's some, one of the funniest topics ever. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, we're, we're just so grateful to be here and to be experiencing this and learning with everyone. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, the people, I mean, and, and anyone getting started, find yourself with, there's so many accountability groups, you know, Land Academy members, the ones that stick around, you know, there's some groups out there, you hop in there and once a week, you just talk shop with your buddies about land. And I tell everybody, 
Uh, one of the members, Paul, he set up a group. Uh, gosh, I don't think I'd be here today if not for Paul and that group. And so get out and find some, find some, make some friends in the industry, make, find some buddies, talk shop. It's no different than if you're working at a job and you're sitting in the water cooler, you know, that stuff is really valuable. So again, another, um, another kind of piece of the puzzle that you guys offer that may not even realize how impactful that is. That's great to hear. I, we have this thing called office hours for in the career path scenario. And we never started out, never intended to start with that. And that's exactly what it became is, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm, again, I'm glad it's working for you guys. It's great. Thanks glad for being on the show. Thank you. I, I, I really, it's a, a great time. To, it's just a great talk. And, uh, I'm going to have my person, Gabriel reach out to you again, Dan, and, and get you in the schedule for maybe like a, a month from now, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. That'll be fun with uh, Jill and see if these two ever stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're in trouble now. You, you, you and I can sit there in the background and just, you know, hack our numbers away. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, thanks again, so guys. For having yep. us. We'll Thank see you, you soon. Your time. Okay. Take care. Thanks, guys. Great show. A lot of fun. I'm really glad it's working. I mean it. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, yeah, if we want to do this again, I, I, we listen to your guys' stuff all the time. We, we kind of sit in the background and listen, but, and you're not going to hear us on the weekly calls. I mean, you'll hear me with my dumbass comments, but uh, <laughs> that's because I wish people would just wake up. It's like, you're sitting here with a couple of people worth tens of millions of dollars and oh they don't gosh. take, they don't take the time to like soak that up. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. I also don't get the whole, like, well, I do the whole, um, a lot of people just talking and talking and talking and there's no action because they're so scared. And I get that, but I agree. Cool. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care. Jack. Thanks Jack. Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Bye.